0: Hello again, and good afternoon, good morning, good evening, wherever you are. I bless you and uh, declare over you the grace of God. It is such an amazing, amazing phenomena and experience to know and walk in the grace of God. I can assure you of this. My own life is a testimony to His grace. Anyway, let me first begin by thanking, once again, Pastors John and Kelsey, for their wonderful trust in me to bring the word of God, which is sacred. I I honor it. I exalt it and lift it up. For the word of God is powerful, it is life transforming. And to entrust a person to teach that word, preach that word, declare that word is something that is always, to me, humbling. And so I want to thank you and thank you and thank you. And thank you for trusting me with your people. It's such an honor, such a privilege And I bless you for that, that you would continue to have many sons, many sons and daughters manifest and rise up to stand with you. So church today, Life Global, you're in for a treat. I have been treated to something phenomenal and beautiful and powerful. And I want to share it with you because I only give you what I have. I can't give you what I don't have. Okay, and anything and everything that I have, I give you. So I hold back nothing. Um, So here we are with the Word of God. And uh, today is phenomenal. Today is extraordinary, exceptional. So get ready to explode as you explode the power of the Word of God. Okay, so Genesis chapter 1. My famous favorite book can never come out of it. Every time you try to come out of it, Abba says, a little longer, a little longer. So here we are, Genesis chapter one, from verse one, and it says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the earth or the face of the waters. And God said, in the actual original Hebrew text, be light. Be light. It was a command. Not let there be light. Please, would you allow it to come in? Now, be light. Oh, be light. Sorry, I can't make God's voice. Anyway, and God saw the light, that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. So the evening and the morning were the first day. He said, Be light, and there was light. But to understand this, you've got to recognize, now there are many who are trying to, you know, this, this particular uh, passage of scripture, I have noticed in my studies, many Bibles, some of them like the Net Bible, you know, they have only one verse in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, one verse, verse one. And then the whole of the page is to expound that one verse. And there are many other Bibles. Now, even the Bible that I have, not so much, but the Bible that I have is the Spirit-filled Bible, New King James Version, uh, has that one verse and then a whole lot of explanation. It's amazing. You'll be amazed how much time people give on this. And there are many explanations of this. Uh, if you want a deeper understanding of what I'm going to share about, and it's called the tahu Wa bahu effect. Or, as some others pronounce it, Hebrew scholars, the tahu wa effect. So it's not bahu, bahu. Anyway, it's Anyway, it's how you pronounce it. But it's the same. And when you look at this, I think the best explanation that I would encourage you to uh, follow and study from would be Kirby Delanarol, another son of mine in the Lord, but has gone much deeper than I have and has come out with some extraordinary revelations which were hidden there. I didn't see it, but he pulled it out and he's on an amazing journey with the Tohu Bahu or tahu bah bahu. I would stay with the Tahu Wa bah Bahu because the V tends to be a bit difficult for me. We Sri Lankans have a tendency to use the V as a W. So let's go. tahuwa bah Wa Bahu. Right? And what does it mean? It has many, many meanings. But today I like to take the effect of this word. It's a verse that is missed out. Because there are many other verses of scripture like John 3:16, uh, 1 John chapter 4, verse 1, or 1 John chapter 3, verse 1, or again the whole of Ephesians, Ephesians 1:3, Ephesians 1:14, and so on and so forth, you go. But this has been missed out, and I'm so grateful to uh, Prophet Kirby for bringing it out and explaining it. And uh, you like you go into some of his teachings on YouTube, and you would find that out. But the effect of Tahu, Wa Bohu, is what I want to bring out. And to let's go back a little. Uh, I'm not into theology, but as Kirby would say, uh, he would say a thing like, So I I want to get into this uh, explaining the effect of it. Now, it is darkness in our Bibles, in the English Bible. But it's deeper than darkness. It means void. It means waste. It means black. And here's the first, and and many other things. But here's the first thing that I would like you to know. There is no such thing here in these verses that God created out of nothing. The ex nihilo is out of date. Scholars have now come to recognize that the out of nothing creation by God, Yahweh, is not exactly true because what you see is darkness. There was something, there was waste, there was watery land. That's what it all means when it says uh, that the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. It was a watery land. So there was something and out of that something God brought out an extraordinary masterpiece and that's the effect. You see many of us have uh, unfortunately got afraid of darkness maybe because in our childhood we were made to fear darkness or we would say boom and you got afraid or something like that or parents would say now don't go in there put the light on and all of that and somehow Uh, Our neuron patterns began to work in such a way that we began to be afraid of darkness. And so God has to come oftentimes and say, fear not, fear not. Our DNA, by the way, created by God is not to fear. But he has to say that in order for us to come to a place of stillness in whatever situation we are. But darkness has now come and become a symbolic effect of evil. It's taken to be, even even this very verse is taken and um, kind of uh, destroyed by bringing in all sorts of sensational stuff of the pre-Adamic race and all of that. We're not going into that and I'm not going to get involved. But I simply want to once again emphasize the effect of the Tahuwa bohu. So, what's it all about? It means simply potential. The effect of the Tahuwa bohu is potential. Potential which leads to purpose and creation. So let's look at this. God is looking at darkness. He is looking at the watery waste and, and all of the things that are around it. But you know, God does not look at things the way we look at. Our Father does not consider circumstances and issues the way we do. Today there is this, uh, once again, the televangelists are coming out with fear tactics And once again, trying to raise up the end time scenario with the Ukraine war and all of that. And they're taking out from the Bible, the Gog and the Magog and uh, all of that. And sounds pretty good, but it's not true. There is fear being brought in. God does not want to bring an end to his creation. He did not create to bring it to an end. He created to cause it to perpetuate itself. He caused man to live and not die, though man chose to die. And so God is in the business of seeing that there is potential in every situation. Potential in every crisis. Right now, what's going on in Ukraine? Oh yes, you look at the sadness and the and the horror and the tyranny that's going on. And you wonder, what's this? Does this is is this what God wants? And that's the question you need to ask. This does this does does he want this so that the world may come to an end? Is this the way he does it? Beloved, the answer is no. Recently I was Uh, doing a study on anxiety. And I learned that even in anxiety, we can thank God for it. You know why? Because God helped me understand that the only ones who do not get anxious, and he said, thank me for that. The only ones who do not get anxious are the dead. The dead do not get anxious. The dead do not fear. And then I said, okay, He said, you are dead to sin and alive to God. So you don't need to be anxious because anxiety is not of your DNA. And so even there, God enabled me to give thanks in everything and for everything. So there's potential in everything as you will see in this very powerful revelation. So God looks at darkness and what does He do? He doesn't say, Oh my goodness. Now what am I going to do? What do I do with this? No. He speaks to the potential. Be light. So he brings out the logos, the word, which is power, the word of power. Uh, Hebrews chapter 3 speaks of that. And from there, he moves on to bring a beautiful work. Now, a lot of people say that darkness is something that, you know, is evil. No, but God doesn't see it like that. God sees it as potential in order to bring out His creation. And through this chaos, through this, what people call disorder, through this mess of wastage, God forms. And there are three words there in the very first and second chapters, create, formed, made. Because this is God's work. He doesn't destroy. He creates, He forms, and He makes. And so He takes this potential darkness and out of the chaos potential. When you get up in the morning, before you get up, your eyes are closed, it's dark. When you get up in the morning, uh, you're still goggy. But don't you realize something? Your morning has potential. Your day has potential. If you look for it. And that's what God did. He saw. What did He see? He saw those things that He had spoken into being. And He said, it is good. It is good. He formed and He declared it good. And the most extraordinary thing is, which I consider absolutely astounding, is that He made man in His own image. Now in His own image would mean that even as He's got the power to bring about potential out of the misery and the murky blackness, of any situation, so have you, so have I. And that is the effect of the tohuwa bohu in our lives. So don't be afraid of the darkness, enter into it because there you will receive an amazing revelation to bring forth light. Because you've come out of darkness into His marvelous light. And yea, though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you will fear no evil. Why, Why should you fear? Because you are the light. And being the light, you don't have to wait for the end of the tunnel. You are the light. He is with you. He is the light. Both combined together produce a proton and a photon. That is amazing. And as you speak, remember this. Even as God spoke be light and 186 million miles per second of light just traveled through and out of Him or 300,000 kilometers. So when you and I speak as the power of the word and so why fear darkness? It's potential. It's potential for what? For good. This is what we see in Genesis chapter 1. He created man in his own image and then he gave man the power and the authority. And why do you think he said subdue the earth? Why do you think that he said be fruitful and multiply? Because he believed himself in us to produce that whatever there is, there is potential. And at all times there is potential. And the power and the tohu wa bohu effect is potential. In the beginning, you can say this. In the beginning, God created. And in the beginning of my life, there was potential. And I looked at the potential. And I spoke to the potential. And I said, and then form it, make it, and bring it forth. Now, at the beginning, it may seem all nebulous, it may seem all, you know. We are looking at this whole um, podium. We are looking at the Bible. These were all, at some time, nebulous, so they were just in a watery form. This was in pulp, the paper was in pulp, but then it was formed. You take a seed, you don't pray over the seed. The seed is not to be prayed over. The seed is meant to be planted and it has to die. And when it goes into that soil and when you start watering it, there is potential in that seed to produce not one, but many fruits. Because what you're doing with it, you're not just looking at it as some do and praying over the situation and say, oh, we've got to pray over this situation. No, do something. When you're in the dark, do something. You could, because there is potential. It's like Kennedy said, when you're in the dark, don't cry out, light a candle, John F. Kennedy. Yes, do something that could bring out a solution even in the darkness, because the darkness is there for us to be activated to produce light, activated to create. And so there's potential. And then there is the power of the word that we speak that travels with such speed and then forms and makes because that is who we are. We see that uh, when David David is facing a potential issue. The people of Israel, 1 Samuel chapter 14 speaks of that. The people of Israel are in dilemma. They're facing a giant whom they call and they name a giant. But when David comes into the scene, when he comes, chapter uh, chapter 17, not 14, 14 is Jonathan facing an issue. And when he comes over here, And he sees this. He says, what's the problem? Because they are all in darkness. They are hiding, including Saul, who's the only man who had a weapon. And so when he finds out the problem, he's kind of laughing in himself. And you know what David does? David runs towards the potential problem. He doesn't run away from it. He runs and he faces it. When you are facing a potential problem, when you are facing a, prote- a potential wasteful life, when you are seeing something that is dark, remember face it and speak to it. You facing it is the strategy. You speaking to it is the power of the word that brings form and bring structure. You are the potential to overcome whatever circumstances are there. And David runs, and you know the rest of the story is history. Now there's a sad situation or what I would call an indictment against many, many people in Second Kings chapter 13 and verse 19, uh, from verse 15, I believe, Elisha is sick. Uh, Joash is facing a a problem with some with the army, uh, the opposing forces, and he goes to Elisha. And Elisha says, "Do this: open the window and look towards the east." Where is east? Look towards the east and then take an arrow and strike it on the ground. You want to know something? Sometimes and most often, God does not open windows or doors for us. He points us into the direction and gives us wisdom to see to open the window and see the potential that there is in order for us to overcome. Did you realize that? But unfortunately, we have become very uh, pampered Christians that we want God to do everything. And yes, He does for us, but He does through us and in us. Always remember that. He points us in the direction of the window And then he says, open it and look. He gives us direction. He gives us wisdom to open that window and see the possibility through the potential. And so Joash looks at it and then he strikes the ground thrice. And the prophet gets very angry. And he says, why did you strike the ground three times? Now you will only defeat this army thrice if you struck it six times you would have defeated them six times over and there's a verse of scripture there that says as it's found in the net Bible you would you would see that if only you did you could if only we would we could and there are many who are stuck there They're stuck in that question. Oh, if only we could. Oh, if only we did. Oh, if only that. Oh, if only this. Beloved, rise out of the only wood into I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Beloved, this is not about a dominion theology. This is the Bible. It's a victorious living. And where are we living? In the darkness. Today, the world is in darkness. Uh, 2020, it was a time of darkness. But we did not handle that properly. So that's over. Now we got to do what Paul says in Philippians chapter 3. Forget the past. Press on. Move forward. And so... Shall we look at the window that God has pointed us towards and shall we not see the power of that enemy and darkness and all of those things? Let us see it as potential to manifest the glory of God, to release the power of God, to release the victory of God and to rise up and see potential for good because that's what we find in Genesis chapter 1, for good. And then at the end, he says, very good. The whole creation that you have is very good. It's not bad. It's good. Unfortunately, many theologians and many people who try to interpret the Bible, try to make the world bad and evil and all of the things, they are more dedicated to glorify the devil and give him more credit, not glorify, but give him more credit than what God in Christ has done. We are not devil conscious, we are Christ conscious. And listen to this. Even in the life of Jesus, every moment of his life when he walked, he was the light and wherever he walked, in Him was the life and the life of the light of man. John chapter 1. And this word, the Logos, the same word that was spoken and 186 million miles per second of word power came out. This same word became flesh. Now listen to this. It didn't dwell merely among us. In verse 14, it says, dwelt in us. Unfortunately, we have spent too much of time, time with the among us. He dwelt among us and we beheld His glory. No, He dwelt in us and today Christ in us, the hope of glory. The word has become flesh. The same word that spoke be light is now in us and is manifesting the glory. And so we see Jesus walking into various situations that are dark. Dark. And I can go on from the whole of John and the various Gospels, but just to give you one thing. He walks and there is a blind man. John chapter 9. There's a blind man. And you know what? The disciples ask a question, They're in darkness, so they ask a question. Who sinned, this man or his parents? The karmic principle. Who sinned? That's a, a problem with us, right? When people fail, when people are going through dark situations, we want to analyze as to why they're going through this. Why the addiction? Why the alcoholism? Why the... Joblessness, why the divorce? Why this? Why that? Hey, listen. None of this. And Jesus sees potential. He sees Tahua Yes, but the Tahua Bahu is an opportunity to create. The darkness is an opportunity to create. So He enters into the darkness. He's not afraid to enter. He stepped down from His glory and He came. And now He's not afraid to enter into darkness. Don't be afraid of darkness. Don't be afraid because the darkness is an opportunity for us to manifest the light. And that's why in Isaiah, it says in the midst of thick darkness, verse 3, Isaiah 60, in the midst of thick darkness, his light will shine. Wow. And so beloved, in the beginning, God created, that's actually a title. It's a statement, but it's also a title. The next few verses manifest all that he did. He entered into the darkness. He looked at the darkness and he said, my thoughts, my plans, perfect. Be light. And voila. And from there onwards, he took it on. And now comes the light of the world, the Son of God, Yeshua Mashiach. And then he looks at this blind man and he says, no, neither this man nor his parents, but that the glory of God may be made manifest. And then he tells, I told you that God points us towards the window of opportunity. God points us towards the window. He tells this man, hey, there's a window there. I'm pointing to you. Now go through that. Go down there. Dip yourself in this pool and come back. And sometimes we find it hard to do those things because we want." not the touch, and there are times He will touch us. We want the touch of God. And we want to be healed while we are seated there. The man in chapter 5, John chapter 5, he wants God to raise him up. And Jesus says, hey, no. You want to be healed? Take up your mat and walk. Oh, I can't. He's in darkness. But God sees potential. And He says, take up your mat and walk. And he does it. Because of the word of power, the word of power into the Tahuwa Bohu. The Tahuwa Bohu is the condition, beloved, for the effect. The Tahuwa Bohu is the condition, the waste, the uh, darkness, the void, the wateriness is the condition for you and me to glorify. And so, now watch this. Hands take hold of him. And he wants, they want to destroy him. And they do. And they kill him. And they put him into darkness. The tomb. He's back into darkness. What does he do in darkness? Well, if you read Jonah, you would see what he does in Jonah. He, you would see what Jonah does. He praises God in the darkness, in the whale. He's not there crying and weeping and saying, "Oh my goodness, why did I do this? I should never have done this. I never should have gone down to Joppa." Now he praises God, and as he praises God, woof, <laughs> out of darkness. Because the power of the word produces life. And so Jesus is there for three days and three nights in darkness in the tomb. And you can say whatever you want to say. And people can say he went down to hell and he did this and he did that. I just want to believe that he was praising God because he believed God. He knew what he had come for. He had come to enter into the tohu Wabohu. He had come to see the Tahuwa Bahu, the effect of it. And he saw it in all its fullness as he was there in darkness of death. And what did he do? He came forth. Out of the grave he arose with a mighty triumph over his foes. He arose the victor of the dark domain. And he lives forever with his saints to reign. And now he's given you Reigning power. So that the out of the Tohu Wa bahu, in that darkness, the effect of it. I'm not talking about the theology, okay? I'm not talking, and, and that again I say you could go to Kirby and you can learn from him because I go to him and I'm learning about it, the meditations and all of that in these days. I would encourage you to go. But I'm talking to you of the effect and the practical principle of the theurgy so that we can live a life that is free from being dominated in the fear of darkness and allow the darkness, embrace it, accept it, receive it, whatever form it comes in and then speak life with the word power, the logos, the truth. Face your potential with truth and courage and power and faith and see the creation not out of nothing. Because darkness is not nothing. Darkness is something. Bring forth life. And this is our work today as a church. That in the midst of thick darkness, with all the wars going around us, with all the preparation to do various things in order to cause the world to be a little bit wobbly, be still and know that He is God. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. First stand still, then go forward. Remember this Psalm 46. And make a choice. Make a choice. What does Psalm 121 says? I will lift up mine eyes. I will. That's a choice. From whence comes, From where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord, who made heaven and earth. What did He make it out of? Darkness. And so, why should I be afraid? The Lord is the light of my salvation. Whom shall I be afraid of? Psalm 27. When my enemies come up against me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled. That's what it says. They stumbled. That's what happened in the garden of Gethsemane in the darkness. When they came up against the light, they stumbled because in him was life and the life was the light of men and the light was not comprehended. The darkness could not comprehend the light. So beloved, I can go on and on and on. But I want you to know that we are living in a beautiful world. Yes, there is darkness. But even in the midst of thick darkness, there is beauty. If you can only see it, it's your perception. When you look at black, what do you think? You think of evil, devil. Dragon, no, 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 no. Why don't you think of creation? Now that's what was in the beginning, right? And God looked at darkness and He didn't say, hmm, I'm going to have a problem. Oh no, He did have a problem, right, in chapter 3. But there was potential in that problem. What was the potential? His plan was working out in spite of the fact that humanity was not wanting to walk in line with God. Every time you see that, he doesn't see problems. He sees potential. And so in chapter 3, there's potential. What is it? The seed. The seed. And what does he do with the seed? He doesn't pray over it. He doesn't prophesy over it. He plants it. He plants it in man. As he planted humanity in the garden, he planted the seed in man. And that seed produced, as Savi said, the incorruptible word. And that incorruptible life produces the power for potential in order to bring about solution. We are the solution of the world, we are the light of the world. And we shall never be afraid of darkness. Remember, darkness is only a means for creation. If you see it like that, then your whole perception and your whole mindset, your neuron patterns begin to change. Something happens and you get wired because you've been wired unto greatness. You've been wired in a way that enables you to bring about life so that you can speak to the dead and say, come alive. You with me? We need to come here to this place. We're not yet here. Sad to say because, you know, we are saying if only we could, we're just like Joash. If only we could, we would. We could and we will. We will fire that arrow and we will see The enemies flee. We won't flee. The enemies will flee. Because greater is He that is in us than He that is of this world. So I want you to think of your problems today sickness, uh, loneliness, financial crisis, things that you have come to the edge and things are exploring or exploding. You're reaching your goal, and then poof, voila, it's gone. And there seems to be a cycle, a pattern all the time. Oh no, beloved. You know, God's given me some, uh, uh, a powerful message for the church, and I'll be teaching it as I go on. The power of His Word. But to look at life, through the eyes of grace, Through the eyes of the word, through the eyes of God and see how God sees. and then when he sees potential, he uses it. that is potentially new beloved. That is potentially you. Your financial crisis is a moment of potential for you to come out and be free from financial worry. The sickness, whatever it is, there is potential in you. You have potential, I have potential. No matter what the issue is, there's potential. You're having a problematic child, that's not problematic, that's potential. Look at the potential. Don't see the giant, see God as David saw. Don't see the enemy as Joash saw. But see the potential. And strike as much as you want, so that as much as you strike, you will receive. Are you with me? So I want you to bring your problems right now, whatever it is. And I don't want you to even consider it a problem. Consider it potential. Romans 12 says, That as we worship God and as we are transformed, we will prove what is the perfect will of God. And the perfect will of God for you and for me is to be able to be creative. We are a creative power. We are a creative force. And we will create. We don't need to cry out and beg and be perennial beggars. We can be creators in Christ Jesus. So Father right now I declare over everyone who is listening wherever they are in the world that they would receive the wonderful knowledge. Together with you they are creators because they are made in the image of you. And that darkness is only Condition that has been made so that out of it will come life. Even as you did so, as you looked in the beginning and you saw darkness over all the earth, and you spoke, Be light, potential. You confronted potential with the word, Let them, let each one of them confront potential with the word, and form and create and make as you did. As you spoke, let there be light. As you said, let us make man. And as you gave man that authority and that power. So right now, once again, over these people, awakening them, the power for potential so that through that whatever it is they will come through hallelujah love you guys bless you enjoy enjoy and hey I trust you will be there to uh, cheer on our leader and his wife and everybody else from Wow Sri Lanka and international come on let's go and let's speak life let's cheer life. Let's say victory is ours and let's see them come home. Bless you. Love you. Take care.